Witness history at Roland Garros, where old rivalries meet new talent on the clay battleground. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. Experience three weeks of unparalleled access as the world's top players in tennis face off to see if the veterans maintain their dominance or if a fresh face rises to challenge them. Daily live coverage begins Monday, May 20th. Stream it now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. It had been more than two and a half years since the last ball was played in Indian Wells. Now the tennis world has returned to Southern California for a fall edition of TC Live from Tennis Paradise. Coming up on today's show, our tennis story focuses on American breakout star Jensen Brooksby, who's looking to knock off Sasha Zverev today. Plus, Kamal Murray has spent the last few weeks coaching players, interviewing players, and running tournaments. Later this hour, we visit with the busiest man in tennis. And we look ahead to day five action with these stars on the schedule. It's time to hug it out on TC Live right now. Welcome to TC Live from the BNP Paribas Open, presented all two weeks by our friends at Verbo. It's our one-hour pregame show to get you ready for first ball every morning here in the sweet Southern California desert. The first spots in the Sweet 16 on the line today at Indian Wells, where it is a Sunday fun day in tennis paradise. A lot to get to on the show, all the big highlights, interviews, and Hall of Fame analysis, plus how Jensen Brooksby became the future of American tennis. And we explore the tennis rap archives. You don't want to miss that. Stefano Tsitsipas is the two seed here at Indian Wells, leads the ATP Tour with 51 wins this year. He's also got a couple of titles. Sights set on making the third round here for the very first time. And how about the young Italian, Yannick Sinner, making his Indian Wells debut. Plays John Millman for the first time. Yannick Sinner, the youngest player on the ATP Tour with three trophies this year. Inside Stadium One, it's our Tennis Channel desk. TC Live presented by Verbo, Steve Weissman, former world number six, Chanda Rubin, Hall of Famer, Martina Navratilova. We are going three wide on the desk, and we've got the Hall of Famer, Andy Roddick, joining us as well. A wonderful Sunday here, making dreams happen on Tennis Channel. It was just a couple days ago. Martina, in your seat, Iga Sviantek was there. I said, you played with Rafa Nadal at Roland Garros. That was a dream for her. Who would you like to be your next hitting partner? She told me, Andy Murray. So I said, all right, speak it into existence. We tweeted it out. Andy Murray, Iga Sviantek's dream hitting partner. Andy Murray then responded, said, I don't have her number, but I'm hitting at 3 p.m. tomorrow if she wants to join. Andy Roddick, guess who showed up before Andy Murray at that practice? It was Iga Sviantek. Yeah, she wanted him to know she was prepared. And this is a this is a tough matchup for Murray. Sviantek gets a lot of RPMs in that forehand. In the desert, it's going to get up and away. <laughs> tough matchup for Murray. <laughs> love this, love this. Andy Murray just gets it. And he, I love to see the respect between both people, between Iga Sviantek, who quickly responded, and Andy Murray, who's just aware of everything. He knows everything that's going on. He always shows 
really just how how you should be out there and how you should be an inspiration to the next generation. And I just love this collaboration. Maybe they'll play some mixed doubles. Uh, that, right? That's not a bad idea, and you <laughs> may go for that. But I love this whole idea. Uh, apparently, Steve, this was yours to ask players who they would like to hit with. I think this is just so great on tennis level as well as just mentor level, where you can get some really, you know, nuggets of wisdom from these people. And and I hope that we continue this. It's such yeah, a so great cool idea. to see. Iga said thank you this morning in player dining, and I asked Amanda Anasmova yesterday who she'd like to hit with. She said Emma Raducanu. I believe they have the same agent. So <laughs> that's going to happen. <laughs> Let's make it happen, right? Steve, you are making things. Dreams come true. Players, if you're watching this morning, that's going to be a question throughout the next week here at Indian Wells. Who's your dream hitting partner? Be prepared. Uh, these are our featured matches. Sviantek, today's the anniversary of when she won Roland Garros last year. Taking on Veronica Kudermatova, Alina Spitalina in action. How about Jensen Brooksby? Taking on one of the hottest players on tour in Sasha Zverev, Stefano Tsitsipas against Pedro Martinez. And then a good one tonight between Leila Fernandez and Anastasia Pavlyuchenkova. Let's go deeper, Andy, on the Stefano Tsitsipas match. Looking to get past the second round here for the very first time. How do these courts and these conditions suit his game? Yeah, it's surprising that he hasn't had much success here in the past. I think as far as hard courts go, these are actually great for Sitsipas. He he doesn't mind the ball up, even on the back end. He's able to kind of take the high back end and kind of re-elevate it, right? Really get height underneath it. Uh, he's able to create off of dead balls. It's a little bit slower here. So uh, I actually think these conditions are really good for uh, Stefanos. He's, he serves big enough on the first serve to get it through the court, probably gets a little bit of help uh, on his kick, which lands short in the box and gets up and away. So I, I actually like this. Uh, I, I like these conditions for, for Tsitsipas. I agree. I'm not sure why he hasn't done better because he's got a lot of time to wind up on both his forehand and backhand. He's such a good all-around player. Maybe the sliding bit is not quite the same as Clay, but he is that, he's got that big shoulder build like Wawrinka and team where he can overpower the backhand even though it's coming up over his shoulders. So I don't know why he hasn't done better, but I expect him to do much better this time around. Yeah, I definitely think with the year he's had, he's won a lot of yeah. matches. He's playing more confident tennis. So sometimes when you haven't done as well uh, at a particular place, when you come back, you're confident, you can turn things around. And this is a really good matchup for Stefano Tsitsipas. They played on clay, which yep. would have suited Martinez a bit better. He still <laughs> lost that one in, in three sets, um, you know, in three out of five. He lost it in three. Uh, I think for Tsitsipas, he's going to have time to set up his shots. He can be aggressive. He can work on those different areas of his game um, with this speed of of court uh, and if he's serving well I think he's going to have a pretty comfortable day he said the dryness here makes him sweat less which means less bathroom breaks yeah. which means less complaints which <laughs> is a good thing uh, a good thing for Daniil Medvedev is he is riding high right now the number one seed at the BNP Paribas Open U.S. Open champ taking on Mackie McDonald he stayed perfect against the American Andy yeah, and he's almost on autopilot. Like, right, when, you, when you're the most confident, you don't have to think too much, right? It, it, tennis becomes uh, a matter of instinct. And Medvedev is just, he's playing great. Look, I mean, this movement from someone six foot seven is just something we have never seen. Like, no point is ever over. For Mackie McDonald, he played a great point, and what do you get for it? Nothing. Right? That's that's depressing over the course of a match. And one other thing in this match is, as you see Medvedev on the run again, like you just shouldn't be able to run like this when you're six foot seven. But he's going after the forehand a little bit more. Did it in the final of the U.S. Open against Novak because he knew he had to. But if he starts taking cuts on both sides, watch out. Uh, dare I say, it looks like he's improving uh, every month over month. Uh, these aren't perfect conditions for him, but he looked extremely comfortable.
That is scary to hear. Improving won 17 of his last 18 matches. Yeah. Meantime, Diego Schwartzman agreed to play Maxime Cressy early yesterday because Cressy's brother had a wedding in L.A. later in the day. Would have been forced to withdraw in the end, Martina. Diego was the best man. Well, Cressy's serving for the match. He plays a nice point there. He gets up to 40-15, two match points. You think match is over? Great serve. This is an iffy volley. Should have, like, stuck it cross-court. Kind of loose on that. And then the worst thing of all time, double fault, kick serve, second serve into the net. And somehow Schwartzman turns this around, got the ball back enough, got the ball at Cressy's feet. And this one, he was nice that he can go right at him. Uh, and uh, Schwartzman comes back and ends up winning the match. Maxim Cressy was quite disappointed, needless to say, after this. I think he sent that ball into the mountains. Uh, and uh, Diego Schwartzman never say die. The guy defends, he just does not quit. The baby bot got it done. All-American matchup here. Francis Tiafo told me he hit with Seb Corda early in the week. Lost a six-love practice at Andy. We weren't talking about practice yesterday. This was the actual game, and he told me after the match, Tiafo, getting a bagel, Chanda, that meant a lot after losing a six-love practice set. And in the second set, Andy just kept on rolling. Yeah, I've never seen Francis so in control of his decision-making. He's coming in off second serves. Obviously, the movement and the electricity has always been there, but the space between those moments is more solid now. You see him coming in here, giving a different look every time. It's really in control of his shots, but also his decision-making, as in control as I've ever seen it. And uh, he's always had the ability to switch directions on the back end, as you see here on match point. But I think he was getting up for this because there's been a lot of talk, uh, myself included, about Seb Porta, about how he could be the future. And Tiafoe's going, you know what? I'm still around. I'm still here, and I have the goods to beat this guy. Some other scores from around the grounds yesterday. Cam Nori, a bagel in the third against Tennis Sandgren. How about Riley Opelka getting his first win at Indian Wells? Didn't even need a tiebreak, Chandler. Yeah, and so that means he's not a real serve bot That's in right. that match. He right? wasn't he got at least to one tiebreak. <laughs> uh, but a, a nice win for Dan Evans uh, over Kaden Shakori as well. Tommy Paul, really solid against Slajovic. And uh, mentioned the Schwartzman Cressy match. And Casper Rue just quietly making it through another draw. Mm hmm. Women's side, Bianca Andrescu. She has waited more than two and a half years to defend her title here. She shocked the world in 2019. The first wild card to win it at Indian Wells and the youngest champ since Serena Williams two decades before last night taking on the American Alley Risk. It was back and forth. That was a lot of expectation on uh, Bianca Andrescu in this match. Was a little nervous out of the gate. It was tough on both players, but Risk at about four all or so in that second set really started playing well. Andrescu had a couple of match points, but Risk really showing the heart, showing the competitive fire that she has got to set point on her side and was able to take it into the third and she was in it. But then Andrescu would take a bathroom break. Risk did not seem happy about it. It was pretty long. I think almost nine minutes and you really could see Risk. She kind of pulled off, did not get a good start to the third set and this was the frustration. You don't usually see that type of outburst from Ali Risk, but this match brought it all out. But Andrescu just showing why she's the champion, how she's been able to battle through some tough matches. Nice to see her healthy again and got through another 
difficult match. Yeah, said so the key was to keep her composure as much as she could and not feel the pressure of being defending champion. She gets Annette Contivate next. Well, the last time Indian Wells was played, Coco Golf was ranked 456. She's now making her debut as a top 20 player. Martina, you called this match with your 20-time major champion doubles partner, Pam Shriver. It was so much fun to call this. Okay. Coco is just growing in front of our eyes. And uh, she's she really showed her medal there because she played a really good set, played a good second set, should have won it, didn't, as uh, Garcia played a really good tiebreak. Coco kind of gave it away there at the end, and the momentum was all with Garcia starting the third set as Coco just lost it for five points in the tiebreak. But then uh, Coco was down left 30 in the first service game. She came back and played her best tennis while it mattered the most in the final set. And she just dominated Garcia yeah, in every aspect of the game. Could have made her life much easier had she connected on those break points. But overall, really good performance. Cool, calm, collected, but maybe not. Let's hear from you know, Coco. matches with nerves, it's not easy to put on a, a face. <laughs> I know it seems like I'm calm sometimes, but now I'm really freaking out sometimes. But I try not to let you guys see, or at least most importantly, let my opponent see. So I think that got me through. And obviously the crowd, I think, I always say crowd makes a difference in a match. And so, <laughs> so thank you guys um, for cheering for me all the time. And I'm happy that um, this crowd loves me. It's my first time playing in front of you guys. I'm glad that you like me, because I like you back. <laughs> <laughs> she just gets it. Uh, there's there's a match. <laughs> and she she knows who pays the bills, Andy. Uh, Coco Goff moving on. What stood out to you about Coco yesterday? Well, you know, she she gets through the tough matches. And even though it was it, like I actually heard uh, Martina and Pam on the call, it was a little dicey there in that second set. It wasn't really pretty tennis towards the end of it. So to kind of regroup not panic, kind of settle the settle everything down and then really execute down the stretch, I thought was a good sign. And, you know, it, it's, it's, it's weird kind of having this two-and-a-half-year hiatus where, you know, she basically didn't exist on tour two-and-a-half years ago. Now she's back, knocking on the door of the top ten. And, my, she's so likable. I mean, uh, as Martina kind of pointed out there, uh, she, know, she knows what song to play. And uh, the, the, the crowd just eats it up. It's great. Yeah, and it's one thing, you know, to have those big wins, those matches that you're not supposed to win and you get through. But for Coco Golf, she's now having to play players that she's supposed to win against. She's ranked higher. She's got the target on her back. And it's not easy playing under that week in and week out now. And she's been doing it for a while, just 17 years old, but still so mature out there on court. We talked a little bit about the, all of the intention on, on Raducanu, and maybe mm -hmm. that could help Coco just take a little bit off of her. Uh, but certainly it never goes away and I think for me that's what's most impressive the fact that she embraces those difficult moments she plays her way through she gets through these tough matches and you know that was another one she got through yesterday absolutely that was a sign of a champion because conditions were really difficult between the shadow going across the court and and Garcia was kind of up and down and uh, and, and Coco just couldn't get the momentum going but she just played her best tennis when it mattered and that's the sign of a champion when you win not playing your best tennis well, you'll like this, Martina. She teamed up with Leila Fernandez at night and won in doubles. They took out the five seed, so everything going the way of Coco Golf right now. She gets Paula Bedosa next. Coming up later on the show, we're going to ask Kamal Murray if he wants to coach Emma Raducanu. She put it out there. She said, I I'm looking for experienced coaches. Is Kamal the man? Plus, his sponsorships are as unique as his game. We show you how Jensen Brooksby became a next-gen superstar. Tennis Channel Live at the BNP Paribas Open is presented by 
Verbo, your together awaits. Witness history at Roland Garros, where old rivalries meet new talent on the clay battleground. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. Experience three weeks of unparalleled access as the world's top players in tennis face off to see if the veterans maintain their dominance or if a fresh face rises to challenge them. Daily live coverage begins Monday, May 20th. Stream it now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. Back on TC Live, presented by Verbo. We've got a new game on Tennis.com. It is the Match Point Predictor Game. Answer seven questions for a chance to win a VIP trip to Indian Wells next year. The game locks at 2 p.m. Eastern next Wednesday. To lock down today's forecast, here's Fox Weather. I'm meteorologist Craig Herrera, and here's your BNP Paribas open weather forecast. It's heating up again today in Indian Wells, 87 degrees. Sunny with a light westerly breeze. Drink plenty of water and don't forget the sunblock. For more information, go to foxweather.com. Precise, personal, powerful. Fox Weather coming October 25th. All right, thanks so much. Our daily coverage always starts with TC Live at 1 p.m. Eastern. Followed by the day session, we also have live coverage on our regional sports networks with Leif Shiras and Jen Michael Gamble. The night session begins at 9 p.m. Eastern with encore coverage right up until TC Live the next day. Keep whatever device you use on Tennis Channel all day, every day. Iga Sviantek, Veronica Kudermatova taking the court top of the hour. We're talking Jensen Brooksby when we come back. Steve Chanda, Martina Andy back on TC Live, presented by Verbo. 20-year-old American Jensen Brooksby says it's not about power. It's about hitting the right shot at the right time. And right now, the Sacramento native is taking his shot at the most powerful players in the game. My name is Jensen Brooksby. I'm 21 years old and I'm from Sacramento, California. I started playing at four years old. My parents had played tennis before, so they, they brought me into the sport and they were taught by the coach I'm actually with today. Stay physical, edge down. There it is, now step up and attack it. Being with a kid since he's seven years old, it's crazy. We know when to give each other space, we know when we can fight, we know when we can relax, and we're very in sync. That's how we practice is concentration. <laughs> when I'm playing well, I'm just really focused on wearing opponents down, getting a lot of balls, moving around, and just doing the best I can to attack their weaknesses. He's very calculated in what he does. He's not focused on, I'm just going to hit bigger than you, I'm going to be more athletic than you, I'm going to be stronger than you. He's playing tactical. It's just him trying to find every which way to win. Good, go. Good. Go. Oh! <laughs> 
it's amazing watching Brooksby play because he has these unconventional shots. I mean, most coaches, if you see a 12-year-old, 13-year-old play with a two-handed slice backhand or a two-handed volley, they try and change that. I don't know what defines necessarily an unconventional game overall. Definitely the two-handed slice is a funny one, though, because um, I've had that from a young age, and obviously most guys have a one-handed slice, but it's something I feel like I've just had better control with on a shot. He got a hard time for it through the juniors quite a bit, but every time we changed it, we went back to the two because it's what worked. And then Jensen was always small, and then he got big. He just shot up. So now he's got a redirect game dealing with power and a big body. It's like a point guard kind of being small his whole life, learning all the skills, and then they get big, and they're still playing like a point guard. My ranking to start out this year was 320 in the world, and this being my first full year as a pro, I haven't had a chance to show what I can do yet consistently at the highest levels. Each level, our goal was like, play the futures, prove it, play the challengers, prove it, go to the ATPs, prove it. I mean, he was ready. Well, welcome to the world's top 100 for the very first time, Jensen Brooksby. The 500 in DC making the semis that week gave me a lot of confidence going into the US Open. I was more excited, especially for this tournament, than the nervous, excited nerves, you could say. I knew that the crowds would be back, and it makes it exciting for me. I love, I love atmospheres like that. Tell me he did not just do that. To play on Ash against Djokovic, you know, just an amazing experience. There's no better time to test your physicality, your mentality, than against the number one player. I thought I really executed well from the start of the match. I, I used the crowd wall. I played the right tactics. Jensen Brooksby winning the first set 6-1. I was physically more struggling as the match went on, but even getting through two long four-setters and a five-setter before that match and, you know, getting through the fourth match, too, is, uh, you know, it's great progress for me. You could see the first thing he said to him, well played. First thing Djokovic said. We couldn't have done it better. Got to the round of 16, got to play Djokovic, got a lot of good wins. Information we needed to work on to come back home. Made a bit of a name for himself, which is always nice. Like, we feel like we're just getting started. I'm looking forward so much to learning more things about my game with Joe and also other players. Every level he goes to, he's having success. And I think that's the one thing probably that I've been impressed with is the speed of the success. I definitely think people didn't believe I could get to where I am. But, I mean, all you really have to do is you have to, like, believe in yourself and put in the work and know you're doing the right things. The rest will take care of itself, you know, because your, your mentality, how you approach things is more important than, than anything. Now that is the perfect perspective. Jensen Brooksby has made the biggest jump in the top 100 of the ATP rankings from last season, climbing nearly 230 spots. He is now 79 in the world at a career high. Andy, I know you're a big fan of Jensen Brooksby. I know you've said you want to work with Jensen Brooksby. Tell us some more about Jensen Brooksby. Well, I, listen, I, I think there are some slight adjustments on the serve that could help. So I'm not making a play. One, his coach has done an amazing job, right? You don't get to that tennis IQ uh, by accident or on your own, right? Someone has to walk you through the steps before you start seeing it with your own eyes. So uh, I'm not making a play for anything. He, he's done a phenomenal job, and they shouldn't change anything. Some adjustments on the serve, uh, potentially. But this kid just does not ever feel like a visitor. 
right? If it's Arthur Ashe Stadium Court against Novak, he goes in thinking he's going to make an imprint, and he does. You know, going to Washington, first 500, making the semis, not a visitor. He's here to win. He's here to do his job. I like the way he goes about his business. Even not playing great in his first match here, he won the match and was like, this is what's supposed to happen. I'm supposed to win at this level. Couldn't be more impressed with the way he's going about it. Yeah, I mean, he told me there was a subpar effort, but he still got through it. And he has the support of his peers. Andy Murray tweeted, Jensen Brooksby is the sort of player I love to watch. Lots of variety, high tennis IQ, great in defense. Riley Opelka said he could be a future Grand Slam champion and world number one. What do you think, Martina? It's possible. You know, he's got uh, he's got the feel for it. But I love the the way the coach put it. He was a little guy, so he had to learn the fundamentals. He's like the point guard who now is a center, but he still plays like a point guard. So he's got all the fundamentals, the technique, hitting the ball to the uncomfortable places of the opponent because that's what little guys have to do. And uh, he's got the physique for it now, certainly has the mind for it. Uh, I think the biggest question mark is health. If he stays healthy, sky's the limit. Yeah, and, and he's been healthy. Today, it's a big test, right? So he took a set off Djokovic. Today, he has taken on Sasha Zverev, a player that is an Olympic gold medalist, has been playing spectacular tennis this summer. What does he have to do to get the biggest win of his career today? Well, a big part of Jensen Brooksby's game is making his opponents uncomfortable, kind of throwing them off of their game. And, you know, it's a real gift, along with being a skill um, that he has. That will be a little bit tougher, I think, against Zverev, who is so solid, who's so confident from the ground, especially off that backhand side. It's not going to be easy to throw Zverev off rhythm and, you know, to make him miss, so to speak. But I think for Brooksby, he's got to take care of his serve. That's going to be key. Uh, Zverev has been returning well. He's been able to put pressure on opponents. You don't want to start off down in the count early on. So I think that's going to be a key. And then he's got to play his game. You know, he's got to work in these different areas of the court, makes Zverev have to come up with shots from difficult positions. And, you know, from there, you never know. Once you toss the balls up, it's a totally different uh, situation. And you see what the other player, you know, has uh, on the day. Also, Jensen loved the way he played the crowd at the US Open. I think he's going to be doing it again today because the crowd for sure is going to be on his side. So we'll see if he can use that as a positive. But if he plays like he did that in the first set against Djokovic, uh, he's got a shot at it. Slow courts. I mean, Zverev's been playing so well. But uh, stranger things have happened. Yeah, one of the best things that Brooksby is able to do is, is switch directions, right? He, I don't think Zverev is going to hit two, three, four balls uh, from the same spot in the court, right? And that's a huge advantage for Jensen. What Zverev is going to be able to do is get into uh, return games often. So uh, Brooksby is going to have to fight off some some 30 all, some deuce points, some brave points, and see if he can get a look at uh, Zverev serve. If you know, like like always with Zverev, if he's serving huge, he's an extremely tough matchup. But he's going to get some look at Jensen's serve. You hope it's the other way around also. Right. Uh, Brooksby's a confident kid. He, he was on set with me the other day. I said, I uh, hope to see you soon. He said, I'll see you on Sunday. Oh, so oh, okay. we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. <laughs> Jensen Brooksby, a great, great guy. And we'll see what happens against Sasha Zverev today. The Bryan brothers can be on the call of that one. Coming up top of the hour, it's Iga Sviantek in action. And it's going to be Martina and Pam back in the booth. Looking forward to the call of Sviantek and Kuter Matova. Top of the hour right here from the desert.
Welcome back to TC Live, presented by Verbo. A beautiful day in the desert. Take a look at our Sunday fun day lineup. Iga Sviantek in action. How about Jensen Brooksby looking for the biggest win of his career? Stefano Tsitsipas, great win at the bottom. Layla Fernandez taking on Anastasia Pavlyuchenkova. Well, for the first time in more than two decades, pro-level tennis was back in Chicago this year. And a big reason why that man, Kamau Murray, He's got multiple jobs and talents, and he is changing the game on multiple levels. One of those jobs is working with us here at Tennis Channel. And it is great to welcome Kamau Murray to TC Live with myself, Steve Weissman, and Chanda Rubin. Great to see you, Kamau. Uh, listen, bringing tennis back to Chicago for the first time in more than 20 years. How did that happen, and where does that rank for you on the list of your multiple accomplishments? It was the single hardest thing I've ever done. Uh, I'd say it's, it's much easier to show up to the site with all the tiles and the Gatorade in the, in the refrigerator and the practice courts already set up and the banners already hung. Um, so it was, it was extremely difficult, but it was extremely rewarding. It was great to have you know, people I've worked with over the years and traveled with come to my hometown and host them uh, and make sure they had a good time. But uh, you know, it, it, was, it was hard. It was, more than I expected. Well, Kamal, I don't know that this has ever been done. Three tournaments in a pretty short period of time, within a matter of, of weeks, a, a month and a half or so, but all were extremely successful. And, uh, you know, you running it and organizing it, that was an incredible feat. What inspired you to bring tennis back to Chicago and to do it in that fashion? You know, well, this year, obviously, with COVID-19, we had tournaments, you know, on and off the calendar and a lot of uncertainty. And so we applied for a few 125s at the beginning of the year. And then as the year went on, you know, we had our 125 still on the calendar. And then Tennis Canada had a, a 250 the week before the U.S. Open, which they couldn't get authorization to get the athletes back into Canada following Montreal and Toronto. So we leased the sanction for them really just to sort of provide jobs for the players in a very important week leading up to the U.S. Open. And then the third tournament was also a 125 just a few weeks ago. And then with, you know, the whole China swing sort of being in limbo, we were able to upgrade that event to a 500, again, to provide players the opportunity to train and, and gear up for Indian Wells. And so, you know, this year was all about having a plan but staying nimble uh, and having a good relationship with the tour, Steve Simon, uh, and Joan and his whole team for being flexible and working with us on the financial piece to try to really provide jobs for women in a very important year. Well, these tournaments provide important opportunities, and, and you talk about providing it for, for women. We have some young women, some teenage stars that have really burst onto the scene. And, you know, I'm curious what you think about them. We have Emma Raducanu, Layla Fernandez. We've had Coco Goff. You coached Sloan as a young player, helped her win her first major. What do you see as the biggest challenges and, and the biggest upside for these youngsters, and how, how do they continue to develop as they become these global superstars? Yeah, you know, I think it's, you know, from a talent perspective and a, te and a tennis perspective, they probably have had some results uh, a lot sooner than they expected. Um, but the good news for them is that if you look at all three of those players, they still have so much room for improvement. I mean, as analysts on TC Live, we talk about, you know, some of the, the opportunities and some of the weaknesses. And so for them to have so much success so soon with still so much to improve upon is a good thing for them and a good thing for tennis. 
Um, I think the one next step is when you have so much success so early, I mean, it could be a scary thing. You know, we hear uh, Emma uh, Raducanu in her uh, post-match interview yesterday sort of pleading for assistance. And I think that, you know, from a player standpoint and, and the support staff, we've got to start to set these players up, bring some experience on their team earlier in the process, and try to not scare them. You know, sometimes when you win a Grand Slam, we see the hangover effect. You know, Sloan had a little bit of a hangover effect. Andrescu had a little bit of a hangover effect. Osaka's sort of struggling right now. You know, we gotta we got to surround these players with people who've been there before, a little bit of experience, uh, and they've got to stay humble and listen. You know, a lot of times players have a big win and their ears sort of get a little bit closed, right, and they start to sort of believe their own hype. And I think what's around the, around the corner after a big Grand Slam win can be a very scary thing to an 18-year-old. So, you know, my advice to them is to continue to stay humble, stay grateful, listen more, and work harder because now with that target on your back, it gets harder to be, you know, B-level players. It does not get easier. I love that advice. Stay humble, stay grateful. I mean, that, that's for any job, and, and no matter how old you are in life, Kamal. Uh, Emma said, experienced coaches out there, you know where to find me. You're an experienced coach. You're, you're a major champion winning coach, Kamal. Would you be interested in that job? Woo, now that is a trick, right? So that, that is a tricky situation. <laughs> You know, when you, start, when you start coaching somebody that just won a Grand Slam and lost their next match after that, you know, that, that's a tricky time to hop on that ship. Um, so it'll take a courageous coach to sort of step in that um, battle. It's a young player with a lot, a lot of upside, but also a lot of challenges and a lot of growth that's going to need to happen fast because the tour keeps moving, tennis keeps moving, and then when the contracts come, there's also performance expectations. So, I mean, you know, I'm not raising my hand for that job per se, um, but I do say it would take a courageous coach with a lot of experience and a big voice to sort of step in that team that's, you know, and say, look, here's how this needs to go, right, in order to continue this or stop the potential slide. Uh, and so, you know, I, I, I don't, there are a lot of experienced coaches out there, but it's going to take someone that's real brave to step in that fire right now. <laughs> you, you ran three WTA tournaments in about six weeks. I think you got that part of it. <laughs> <laughs> not not raising his hand right now, Kamau. Uh, look forward to, to your podcast, Tennis.com podcast. You're doing that as well. I mean, he's got a lot of jobs right now. Uh, it was a great conversation with Sloan that we heard on TC Live earlier this week. And we look forward to your conversation with Victoria Azarenka. That is coming up on the Tennis.com podcast. It is great to catch up with you, Kamau, and hope to see you soon. Thanks for having me, guys. Get Chanda Rubin on that podcast. <laughs> Here is what's coming up still on TC Live. We explore the tennis rap archives. What does that mean? You'll find out. Our stat of the day is something very special. It concerns Chanda Martina and Andy Roddick and the always entertaining DraftKings player pools previews over under. Don't go anywhere. Martina, Chanda, Andy, Steve, back on TC Live. Coming up second on Stadium 2 today, Andy Murray taking on the young Spaniard at a career high, Carlos Alcaraz. First meeting between these two and Alcaraz making his debut in Indian Wells. 
Denis Shapovalov got a big win yesterday. It was a couple years ago that he was trending on social media for this. Fighting like a wolf. I'll be back for more, so take care and good night. Now, he wasn't the first to spit lyrics for a tennis player. Nope, 10 years earlier, the Bryan Brothers rap song called Autograph had a guest performer. Little girl with the Sharpie in her hand. She's walking my way, ignoring her man. Waited two hours just to see me move. Now give me that pen and feel the groove. Autograph. It really gets crazy. My hand cramps up and my mind gets hazy. I sign and sign, but the line doesn't end. Wake me up tomorrow, let's do it again. I mean, I, got, I, I have so many things to say. Do we have enough time? <laughs> so there, there's a, Steve, there's so a couple many things questions. And, Andy, did you know that this existed? Tennis topics yeah, so sponsored I, by Verbo. So Andy Murray and I were were like just crushing Bob Bryan in real time while he was commentating yesterday just to heckle him a little bit. And then there was some mention of Murray saying, hey, this is getting you back for you making me sing on that song like forever ago. So I thought, hey, what better opportunity for us to actually go try to find it. But the good news for Dennis Shapovalov is, is it didn't take us long to find someone worse at rapping than him which is Andy Murray. Um, and the other, the, other thing, the other thing that I thought was amazing is that I didn't get the notice for the clearance sale from Tommy Bahama for the Bryan Brothers Band. I thought their shirt, the floral shirt, all in different sizing was, was phenomenal. There was just a lot going on in this clip. None of it really that great to me. Shanda, how, how would you rate the, the rap skills of uh, the, the Bryans and Andy Murray? I have so many questions, Steve, about what we just heard and saw. I, I, I mean, when did this happen? How is this? 2009, the, apparently. How is this in the universe? Well, that explains the shirts, because in March, it's a little <laughs> different vibe. That, that shirt plays better. Uh, I'll plead the fifth. <laughs> I'm not going there. It is, I mean, I give them an A for effort and for bravery. Can, can I go with that? Yeah. I- <laughs> I thought those were the wild and crazy guys from Saturday Night Live. That, <laughs> <laughs> that, that was the video from the other night because the, the Bryan Brothers have put on two concerts already this year. Yeah. Bryan Brothers Band. I mean, people love them. No, they're rocking. Yeah. They are a hit. And I, I love, I mean, the, the musicality and, and their talent uh, in that department. Love it. And the rapping, though. Eh. Mm. <laughs> I'm down with it all. I, I love Shapo, Shapo's raps. I, I like the, the Brian's raps. I, when Andy Murray said hizzy, I was like, okay. I see you differently now, Andy. I see you differently. No, I actually think he was just trying to say hazy. It's just he has a very thick accent, Steve. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Um, let, let, let's break down his match today, Andy. Uh, Murray is taking on Alcaraz. Murray, Murray's been very vocal about how well he thinks Alcaraz is as a player, thinks he can be number one in the world. What does he need to do to beat him today? Yeah, well, listen, if, if there's a, a hole in Alcaraz's game that we haven't yet seen, 
Andy Murray is going to find it, right? And Alcaraz is going to have to play every point. He's not going to get, you know, missed second serve returns. He's not going to get uh, missed balls from Andy Murray uh, mid-rally. Hopefully, he won't have to hear Andy Murray rap anymore. You know, so all of these things Alcaraz, you know, is going to have to deal with. The big thing for Murray always is first serve percentage. If he's serving up close to 60%, he's going to get looks in his return games. But what he doesn't want to do is have to hit his second serve into the Alcaraz, where Alcaraz actually has time and can take those big cuts. He was hitting forehands over 100 miles an hour in that match against Tsitsipas at the Open. So I'm going to love to kind of see the cat and mouse of things and how Murray kind of goes about this matchup. Yeah, speaking of cat and mouse, it's going to be, I think, an educational uh, match for, for Alcaraz as, as he's just coming on the tour, but show, show, has shown so much promise, so much talent already. So it'll be interesting to see how he handles the, the wildness of, of Andy Murray because you just you can't practice then. You know, you're not used to that. You don't, you're not seeing the ball coming at you that way. So it'll be a great, uh, great look to see how Alcaraz handles this kind of, uh, this kind of a player. And I think Andy Murray, he's been moving more comfortably. He's been testing himself against some of the best players in the world right now. And, you know, great champion that he is. He's taking that information. He processes it so well. And you can see the improvements in his game. This is going to be another test against a young, big gun who yeah. just slings the ball. And I think Andy Murray, he's going to embrace that, that opportunity. He still moves as well as so many players. And that's going to be a real test for Alcarez. Can he hit big but still keep the consistency going? Will he be able to play his best tennis against against a, a big match mm. against a, a champion like Murray. There are so many questions, and hopefully we'll see both players you know, play their best. Love Alcaraz, but I'm giving Murray the edge just because he spoke to Iga yesterday. I, I, Got I some agree. tips from Shvianta. I agree with you, Steve. We've been agreeing this week. We're always on the same page, Chanda. I like it. Brian Brothers have been rocking off air, on air. Gotta, gotta love the band. They'll, they'll be calling matches today as well. The Shades. Need some Hawaiian shirts. We'll be back. Tennis Channel Live at the BNP Paribas Open is brought to you in part by DraftKings. Get in on the action with DraftKings Daily Fantasy, sports betting, and free-to-play pools. All customers can compete for their share of $30,000 in prizes all tournament long. Use code ACE when you sign up today. Buy Tennis Express. We deliver tennis right to your front door. Order today, ships today. And buy Marcus by Goldman Sachs. You can money with Marcus by Goldman Sachs. Great to have you back here with us. Navratilova, Rubin, Roddick, Weissman, our featured matches today, beginning with Iga Sviantek, Veronica Kudermatova. Marty will be on the call with that. Pam Shriver will be with her in the booth. It's going to be fantastic. We've got the Bryan Brothers calling matches. We've got Jeannie Bouchard calling matches today. A reminder, download any of the DraftKings apps, enter their free-to-play pools every day of the tournament. All customers can compete for a shot at $30,000 in total prizes. Just answer questions like who will win the match or who will have the most aces and use the code ACE when you sign up today. It is time for our DraftKings Player Pools Previews. We've got our three fantastic analysts and uh, we've got some new added twists today. Starting with our first match, Iga Sviantek, Veronika Kudermatova. We're going over under 19 and a half. Martina, start us off. I put down under, but it's just so close. 
I mean, one close set and and I'm blown. But I'll, I'll go under. I think I think Shriontek's playing really well right now, and and this court is suiting her game. So I'll go with her. Okay. You know, I went under. back and forth on this one. This is mm. kind of a toss-up. It, it's a tough one. I mean, under over under 19.5. I mean, that would have to be what six three, six four ish in that realm. Um, I'm gonna go over. I just I, I flipped you a kicked, coin. You, you I were flipped good a coin. Yesterday. <laughs> and coin said, one. Yeah, over. I think it'll be a little yeah, tougher what a, than that. What a great segment by DraftKings. Have a bunch of people that didn't go to college do math live on the spot. Um, but so <laughs> hey, I, I, I think, went to college. Harvard graduate. <laughs> I, was only, I was only speaking for myself. Uh, anyways, but I'll, I'll take the over. Pretty much, pretty much what we're asking here is: is there going to be one close set? Right. I guess. I guess I would bet on one close set if somehow Kudermatova sneaks out a win or even a win in a set. Uh, you know that kind of seals it. So I'll go with the over uh, because I believe in it, and also because Chanda is right every time she says something on air. <laughs> you are the more logical person by far, Andy, and that's where you're going wrong. You're too logical. <laughs> the only time they played before it was three and three, so that would that would suggest under, but we'll move on. Uh, Jensen Brooksby, Sasha Zverev, Andy, I'll start with you on this one over under 20 and a half. Yeah, th- this one, this one's going over. This is the Dr- Brooksby ain't going away. He's going to fight for every, 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 every point, every game. Uh, this, this one's going over. I agree. Yeah, I got over. over. Oh, we're all going over. This is the first time you've agreed. We agree. With- I got Let's it right here, right. Steve. Over. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, we're we're going to change it up for our last one. John Millman, Yannick Sinner, Andy. Who wins and how many sets? Yeah, I, I think Sinner goes through this in straight sets. Uh, you know, he, he he can put such a hurt on the ball. I don't know that Millman can can come out and actually. Uh, I think it's all on Sinner's racket. I don't know that he can come out and just do something that's going to make him really uncomfortable. Sinner's going to get balls to hit, and he knows how to hit them. I'm, I'm going Sinner in straights. Chanda, I have Sinner in straights as well. I mean, literally, I've circled it. It's right, and for a number of the same points, yeah. Sinner right into Sinner into number of the same points that, that Andy oh. made. I think he was just going to overpower him. Um, you know, it could be could be a tough couple of sets, but I think it'll be two. It, it's Sunday. Church chorus all agrees. <laughs> uh, reminder: Download any of the DraftKings apps for free. Use that code ACE when you sign up today. We've got a great tweet in our social media segment. I've got a pair of these shoes. I love them, and I wear them once a year on July 4th. Andy, do you remember these kicks? I, I do remember those. Those are my, my last tournament that I ever played at the U.S. Open. We had the uh, the, the, the Stars and Stripes going. I still have uh, still have a couple of a couple of pairs somewhere. But, uh, yeah, th- th- those were fun. It was the Olympic year, so they just basically I had them put a, a hardcore bottom on them so I could play the U.S. Open in them. <laughs> Can you wear them tomorrow on the show? Oh gosh, uh, I will, I will, I will, I will look in the closet, and no one will see if I'm wearing them or not. So sure, why not, Steve? <laughs> Just Andy, make sure you air them out. Don't put them under your car, though. Right. Don't put the wedding band on them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Martina, we're gonna let you go to the booth and join. I gotta go to work. Pam Shriver. This has been fun. <laughs> see, look at that. But with Pam, now she's going too. to work. It's fun too. All right, see you guys soon. She's okay, ready. Count, Pam, I'm She's coming. Waiting. I'm coming. <laughs> Pam, I'm still waiting for that miso cod. <laughs>
<laughs> One more segment to go. Chad and I are going to break down some matches. A reminder on our regional sports networks with Leif Shiras and Jan Michael Gamble. We've got these matches. Center Millman followed by Fritz and Nakashima. Top of the hour. Live tennis coming your way. Back on TC Live, presented by Verbo, just minutes away from first ball here Sunday at the BNP Paribas Open. Take a look at what our stat of the day is. I'm working with champions, folks. Martina Navratilova, a back-to-back champion here at Indian Wells, 90-91. Chanda Rubin, doubles champ. Look at that face. In 1996, and Andy Roddick, a doubles champ in 2009. I was so young looking, Steve. Wow. That was that's adorable. Wow. <laughs> that's so cute. You and Brenda Schultz McCarthy. Andy, you were uh, with Fishy, right? Do you know how good Marty Fish is at doubles to carry me to a, an actual like strong doubles <laughs> title? I'm the worst. I stink at doubles. Props to Marty. <laughs> how many times did you actually play doubles at this like Masters events? Have no idea. Um, not not that often. Indian Wells was always a pretty good opportunity just because of the like long form nature of it. So there was always off days in between singles matches. So uh, you know it, it was really easy to play doubles at Indian Wells. So I played there more than more than most. So Andy, you had all the tools though. Why did why do you say you were so bad at doubles? What was the problem? There, there were many problems, Chana. Many of them, there was like the whole thing, like you, you had to like make returns. You had to like volley uh, <laughs> past those two things. It you was could just, volley. It was, no, well, not often. No, not really. Um, you're, you're kind. <laughs> um, you're, you're gracious. You are a, an amazing person, but you're also wrong right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, ho- I hope you've got that trophy somewhere special, that, that doubles title from Indian Wells. You, you got it. Maybe kept with those those shoes, the, the all American <laughs> shoes. Uh, let's let's talk about the first match of the day here. Iga Sviantek, Veronica Kudermetova. Kudermetova won her first tournament of the year earlier this year in Charleston. Has been playing great tennis. And Sviantek, listen, she's got good fall vibes. Last year on this day, she won Roland Garros. Uh, what, what's going to be the keys to this match, Jen? Yeah, I, I think it'll be interesting. Kudermetova is such a solid player. You know, she's got an uncanny ability to go from you know defense to offense. She hits the ball big, but still has good control when she's playing her best. And Sviantek, she loves to be aggressive and explode the forehand. She's got a very good serve, a good service game. That gets her, you know, a lot of advantages in matches. I think that will be to her advantage in this one as well. Kudermatova returns well, but I think Sviantek will be able to outserve uh, Kudermatova in that department. And she's playing pretty confident tennis. I think it could be a tough battle, uh, but I would give Sviantek the edge, certainly with the way she's been playing. Yeah, I played uh, I played Rafa at Indian Wells a couple times, and it was a really tough matchup because he was able to get the ball up and away with those serious RPMs. Uh, Sviatek has that ability uh, on the women's side also, so I'm really excited to see how she used the ability to get the ball up through that thin desert air. Uh, it's going to get up and away on Kudermatova, so I'd like to – I think this could actually be a really good service for Iga, and uh, I'm, I'm excited to see how she kind of uses the tools that she has. Both players making their main draw debuts at Indian Wells. There is Veronica Kudermatova stepping on to Stadium One. 
taking on Iga Sviantek. Looking forward to this match. Andy, great job today. We will see you tomorrow. Chanda, we will see you throughout the day for the call of this match. We've got the Hall of Fame duo of Pam Shriver and Martina Navratilova. Jeannie Bouchard will be in the booth with Brett Haber later today. Thanks so much for joining us, as always, on TC Live. First match coming up next.